January alone is known as the most depressing month of the year. <laughs> and it's no wonder since around this time, the skies are gray, the air is chilled, and more importantly, the sun is rarely ever seen. It's the unofficial, unexpected, and unfiltered Canadian motocross race review featuring Ryan the Newf Lockhart and Ryan Gold with your host, Ken Ken. It is a very quiet time across the Canadian nation, but yet the boys on the line find time to sit down and talk about the sport we love. Some other ongoing nonsense. The schedule has been released for the Triple Crown Series. There was a fist fight in Saskatchewan that we're going to talk about. An injury to one of our podcast legends that's quiet, but yet we're going to find some things to talk about. It is time for the Race Tech Canadian Motocross Unfiltered Podcast. And I'll tell you what, it's going to be kind of fun because sometimes we get on these things and like I said, not a lot to talk about. Then we started talking before the show and they're like, wait a minute, save it for the show, save it for the show. I'm Ryan Gold. On the line with me is Ken Ken Catton. Ken, how are you, my friend? Pretty good. Living the dream out in uh, the middle of nowhere. And the other gentleman on the line, he might talk a little softly today, ladies and gentlemen. He's a bit sore, but our good friend, the hero. There goes my hero, Ryan Lockhart. How are we doing, Noof? January alone is known as the most depressing month of the year. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> feel it. No I feel wonders. it. And it's no wonder since around this time, the skies are gray, the air is chilled, and more importantly, the sun is rarely ever seen. This is Google. You just Googled. I Googled. Nice. Well, you know what? January. You know what else you could Google? Racetech.com and see that Alex Nagy made his fourth main of his career this past weekend. And the only reason is, is because of Racetech. Because... He doesn't spend money anywhere else on like hotels or food or anything. He puts it into race tech because he sleeps in his van, race tech on his bike, puts him in the Supercross uh, main event this past weekend in the 450 class. Alex Nagy. What do you think of that? Yeah, pretty cool for Nagy. Right? He, he lives in his van, right? That's like the whole thing. This is, I mean, we get most of our information through the pulp channel and all that kind of stuff. But yes, yeah. Alex Nagy, or if you list or read checkers on his Twitter, because, oh my God, does that guy have time on, on Twitter? He, he I, I was getting tired of, well, not tired, but that Deegan Hap, man. I, Chris loves that guy. Well, he's promoting that race tech product. He was That's what it is. about him uh, a lot. But, yeah, Nagy's been at this a long time. Fourth main. I didn't know fourth was a was a stat, but uh, yeah. Yeah, good for him. I didn't notice him make the main because since we don't play fantasy anymore, we're not really yeah. focused on that. <laughs> I was going to say, I could bring up the other guy, Jorgensen. He's a race tech guy. He was the one that kind of got in the way of uh, March Banks there, but yeah. he got himself into the main event, the 250 class. So race tech, racetech.com, making you main events, privateer heroes all around the globe. And we're probably going to be getting into some once we get into our race season here in 2024. Um, I'd say we'd start schedule because that is kind of like a hot topic. We've talked some text groups and all that kind of stuff. There's an announcement from the Transcan, the Walton Transcan that I want to get into because I want both your thoughts on it. One being Ken who's just a fan and new obviously knowing the sport in and out. But I think, Ken, we should start this off by um, maybe we should cross our legs, find a nice comfy pillow, and get into a bit of a therapy session with our friend Ryan Lockhart. Because yep. last week yep. 
he took a header and he sent his pictures, Ken. And <laughs> I don't know what you did, but I kind of giggled a little bit. And then I felt bad for my friend. Uh, mm-hmm. Noof, give us an update. You're you're in you're in some tough times, not just because it's January. So I yeah, I did a little number on myself on Friday. Went uh, took the day off work. Messed and had no school because we got we had snow out here. They they had three days in a row off from school, if you can believe that, which is pretty wild. So. We uh, traveled south down about two hours across the border of Monroe, Washington to do some arena cross practice, and uh, it did not go well. I spun coming out of a corner uh, and seat bounced uh, triple. Did not have my race tech stuff on yet, so that that was it. Part of the reason, 195 pounds of seat bouncing on a stock shock. It didn't really feel that great, and I went into an endo, saved it, ate the crossbar with my chest uh the map switch i have an indent in my left boob uh from the that's the bruise a third nipple (laughs) yeah basically uh sprained both wrists uh cracked a couple ribs and dislocated my shoulder all at the same time so um but i was out of control and i went off the next jump because i saved it and my shoulder popped back in so that was a good thing um but it uh, popped back in as you were saving it as I jumped the next jump, like I so Jesus, nice. Jump and the yeah, bionic yeah. man here, Ken. <laughs> so yeah, the shoulder's not really that bad. I mean, it's uh, it's tender, but the the ribs, holy shit! I've never really had a rib issue before, but the whole rib cage is uh, quite tender. Oh, rib stuff's not good. It's yeah. ribs. Ribs or collarbone are like the worst, and they're yeah. like the tiniest things. Well, because every time you move, right? So yeah. Uh, my left wrist is pretty sore. Right wrist is, uh, functional. Left wrist is, uh, is just pretty swollen, but we're not off to a good start in 2023 for my riding, uh, days. I was in the hospital, uh, last week as well, getting my knee drained. It's screwed. Um, so I've been taking some time and Googling lots of injections and, <laughs> uh, gel inserts for, you know, kind of make my knee better but yeah pretty dark time you need to watch like um karate kid one see if you can come up with that thing that mr miyagi does like the rub um kickbox is another one where he makes something some voodoo juice and it fixes uh jean-claude van damme a lot of 90s eight late 80s mid 90s movies can help you with this stuff well usually <laughs> like when your body's feeling like shit in the winter time which normally we get to that point it's like okay let's start getting active again and things start to feel better but i can't even get to the point of feeling active like i had sent you guys a photo of my knee there with the ice pack on it a couple weeks ago it was like i i ran one day and that's what i I could only get one day of running in and my knee blew up and i could like i have to go down the stairs one at a time sideways like i can't like i'm just no i'm just not a good that's as bad as the Amy's 99 year old grandmother that I had to get up the stairs on the weekend for her turkey dinner that we had. She did a better job than that. She was fine. <laughs> I told Randy this morning, I'm like, man, I'm just like, oh, like take the ribs and the the shoulder and stuff out of it. But like my knee is so freaking bad right now. I don't know what to do. And like, I'm just, uh, I'm searching it. But every year it's, it's kind of come around, but I don't know about this year. Wow, the looming words of retirement for this, what are we at, 15th time? No, I don't want to, and I got lots of plans for this year, but it's just not off to a good start. How did it it work out? Were you there just with the kid? 
Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Just, oh, how did that all work out? How'd you load your bike? Oh, all that kind of crap. As I was endoing, I thought all I was thinking about is like, oh my God, like, what am I? I mean, there was other people there that I knew. Yeah. Like Colin Jern and stuff was there. Like, I wouldn't have been completely screwed, but um, yeah, I ended up toughing it out and driving. I mean, messed and rode the rest of the day. I mean, that was that part was fine. Like, I just toughed it out because I felt like an idiot. But um, yeah, I had to get my kid that lives in my basement um to come out and help me unload i couldn't even look <laughs> right? so, luckily he was home and and unload it and then um yeah it's just been a bit a tough couple days i got ice packs going everywhere and a shit ton of advil which don't even seem to be doing anything anymore so all it does mm-hmm. is hurt my guts ken as a racer or sorry as a, a rider like yourself doesn't get a lot of time to get ride and all that good stuff mm-hmm. When you hear the story of a of a semi professional, former professional racer that can't goes down and and what lap was this? Was this first lap, second lap, halfway through the day? No, it was the second second lap of the second session. I did get one one seven minute session in. So so when you hear these these things happening to an older gentleman that is supposed to be very good on a bike, does it make you just like I got to get up and ride, man? I feel good. We're ready to go. No. No, and that's, you guys make fun of me a lot for riding the 125, and that's actually what caused me to, I have a 450, and I kind of switched to a 125, because I just found when I was riding the 450, I crashed a lot more, and the more you crash, the less you ride, and the less you ride, the less comfortable you are, and then the more you crash again, so. Do we throw it new way, or Newf, is it time to, like, maybe get a 125? Yeah, I'm selling an 01 if you want one. I got an 01. The biggest thing I've been struggling I'll, I'll give you a great deal. I'll give you a great deal. <laughs> I've had a lot of a lot of thoughts going through my head over the lot, like literally since oh, probably, the worst. probably September. I'm like, I'm frustrated because I want to ride and I want to stay in shape and, and stuff like that. But one, we have nowhere to ride in BC. Anytime we ride, it's a whole production of ferry boats or border crossings or days off work or traveling and this and that. And so I've been frustrated and I was just like, I go down there and I'm taking it easy. I'm not trying to be a hero and I make a stupid little mistake and it completely wrecks my day, wrecks my vibe. And I took a day off work to do this and I come home and I'm just useless. I'm just laying on the couch. Like I'm useless for everything. So I'm pretty frustrated right now. It's like, it would have been different if I had done that five minutes from my house or 10 minutes from my house. And it was just like a regular ride day, but everything we do here in this fucking province of BC is a production. It's like, nothing's easy anymore. Right. So yeah. um, that part of it's like really frustrating on the riding side of things for me and anybody else that lives here. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody that lives here. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe on the semi positive side looks, uh, Lower Mainland Motocross Club. Back. What yeah, the, like, there was barely twenty four hours. Well, yeah, and I guess I guess the whole whole thing was is that when they did their little social media boost of letting all their members know that that it was done and over with, the I guess there's some emails got exchanged from people and some maybe higher ups in the on the mission side of things. Anyways, long story short, the voices were heard. The car club came back to them and said, "Hey." Like, we want to make this work. Would this work for you guys? And we could do a long-term lease, which long-term lease with the car club has never been a thing uh, with the motocross side of things. So they're losing a portion of the track, though. A portion of the track that's currently there is going to be turned into a parking lot. 
Okay. Um, so it's going to be a smaller version of what was there, which is still okay. Like, it's not the end of the world. I mean, it's going to be, you know, 30 seconds. I mean, it's a two-minute long track, right, for practice. Yeah. So it's just going to be a little bit shorter. But, yeah, things are things are moving along again. So wow. that, that, cool. part, that part is good. And, you know, there was lots of other options thrown out there, like Popcom mm. and this and that. It's really weird, like, BC is so hard to navigate around. That would be like, Goldie, you driving to Toronto after work to go ride, like fighting the traffic. So yeah, I wouldn't. You would never ride. Would never ride ever. Happen. So where Mission is located is a little bit of a sweet spot that it attracts people from, you know, the west and the east of the uh, Lower Mainland to come meet kind of in the middle, right? So anything further west than where it's at is never going to work. It has to be pretty central for people to be able to go there at four o'clock on a Tuesday. And now, I mean, uh, this is kind of flowing. This is actually flowing better than I thought. So we start with the crash here, Ken, mm -hmm. then we spin it with a positive at the lower mainland. And then let's just go into the schedule. Now we're BC. They asked for the elevator and they got the shafts. There's no national now in BC. <laughs> so there's no winning in the Western province right now. New, if you guys are just out there in like no man's land, the redheaded stepchild of our motocross community. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's been it's been a challenge, but we did come out with our future west schedule finally. So that yeah, saw that. That, that has is that the most rounds you guys have ever had? Sorry, is that the most rounds? No, like the most. Okay, I thought no, it was. It, it's the same schedule as last year, except we had to cancel one round, right? So eight eight weekends. Okay, sorry. I thought I thought there was only like six last year for some reason. I last don't know year why we I thought seven that seven because mission was canceled due to rain, and we never had a chance to make up a round but uh, gotcha. eight, rounds, eight rounds is pretty standard but um the best part of it is is that there's not four cam loops right so that was always an issue right yeah yeah have a whole lot of variety um so we're doing only cam loops twice uh in 24 Kelowna twice and then some other variety of uh some tracks we got Cornell and Williams Lake back on and Rebel Stokes back in so um yeah that, that's been positive so far everyone seems to be pretty happy with the dates and, and stuff like that like Building, I, and I was talking to you on the phone about this, like building a schedule with club ran facilities with that rely on volunteers from a, yeah. a club standpoint is freaking really hard, right? You can't do it. I'm telling you, man, it, it, it is almost impossible to make it work and make it grow that way. Too many opinions, yep. too many. I know this, we know that blah, blah, blahs. I can't make it. You got to have a boss, have the leader, make the decision and then pay the people. Yeah, just fun to make a way to pick. It's I a hundred percent. That used to be a problem years ago when Stolly was going there. Uh, when we were going to BC, the club mentality, and I get it. I understand the club yeah. thing and, and stuff, but it just it doesn't work to keep making things get more attractive and make them grow. And my that's my opinion. I don't live in BC, but that's my opinion. Doing it, it it's too many opinions get in the way to yeah. make progression move forward. Well, when you're a volunteer and it's like, oh hey. Um... Future West wants to have a race on this weekend. And it's like, people go, well, no, we're going to the lake that weekend. We can't be around. Like, it's middle of the summer and blah, blah, blah. At least when you're dealing with business-ran tracks, Goldie, like you are yeah. for the most part, not all of them, but most of them are business-ran tracks. That's their business. They want you on any date that you can come, in a sense, right? Of course, there's oh, yeah. always this and that. But, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a struggle this year, honestly. And everybody wants you know earlier dates and it's like man there's only so many weekends a year when you're not nobody wants to race back-to-back -back weekends and so when you start looking at the calendar it 
becomes pretty tough, right? So yeah, um, he's wild out there in the West. We're gonna get back to the schedule here in just a little bit because I want to get into Ken now because I feel like I feel like Ken is left alone in the middle of this country. Saskatchewan, they got no love, <laughs> they got no no big sports teams and all that kind of stuff. But apparently, there was a fist fight at a hockey game where Ken is coaching, and I want to hear about it because this this now I'm excited. Okay, well, there's a little bit of fake news there. Uh, oh, <laughs> I wasn't coaching. A, I wasn't coaching, and it wasn't oh, a I thought you were fight. coaching. Um, well, you sold that way better at the beginning of the show, <laughs> or did I just do a better job? Was, I'm like, there was a, a skirmish, I guess. Maybe is the better. Okay, right. okay yeah. there we go. <laughs> no punches were thrown, but um, yeah. So this this guy who I'm obviously not going to name, my friend's kid plays on the same team, and he's a really good player, and he scored. I think we ended up losing the game ten to two. And my friend's kid scored the two goals. And on his second goal, this other kid's dad, who's not allowed to be a coach as well, uh, runs up to the uh, glass, taps on the glass, and gives my friend's nine-year-old son the finger. Nice. Yeah. Hey, way to go, parent. In front way of everybody. Like, this is in front of, I don't know, 30, 40 people. And uh, so then, obviously, some of the other parents took offense to that. And uh, Like, come on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like same thing you, you talked doing? about a while ago with uh, fights in rec league and stuff. It's like, people take things so goddamn seriously it's unbelievable um none of these kids are gonna play in the nhl i mean maybe someone will will take off but from what i can see none of these kids are gonna play in the nhl they're not playing even like double a this is uh, a town of 500 people playing against other towns of 500 people like i live in a small town we only play against other small towns to keep everything competitive right that's how far people will take this stuff so it's not just motocross where you see that kind of uh moto parent uh Personality. Oh no, that's hockey. way bigger yeah. in hockey. Yeah. Yeah. That it's, stuff's it way, way bigger, bigger in hockey. And yeah, yelling like at refs and and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, like we, I get that in like my beer league. These guys, 45, 40 year old guys, yelling at these referees and like just screaming. And I and then at the end of it, I'm just like, what is wrong with us? Like, what is going on here, guys? Like, the, there's no NHL guy in the stands watching us. Like, like it's yeah. here supposed to be fun. I've actually, I'm in this transition now in some of these leagues I'm in where my age group, 45-ish, 50 years old guys, they're decent hockey players still. They don't want to play anymore because now the league is getting kind of more younger and they're not really manufacturing another option for the league to get, you know, maybe a 30-plus or a 40-plus divisions or whatever. And it's like it's a business, man. Some of these leagues are business. There's one uh, league that I'm in. It's got like 45 teams. Well, you know, oh, they're wow. all paying 550 bucks for the year. So, you know, do the math and they rent ice and bubble anyway, but like they're, they don't want to play anymore because it's not fun. Cause the younger kids are yelling and they're chirping and this and that, and then it pisses off the old guys and then they want to box them. And then the little kids turtle. And then the old guys get kicks out of the league, gets kicked out of the league. Like I I'm like two, I think it was two years ago, maybe three years ago, this guy's dad, he was the dad of the goalie. He was called the goalie was, I don't know, 22 or something, probably. Mm. The dad in the stands is calling on players on my team. Yeah, I'll meet you in the parking lot, man. Because we <laughs> were, we beat like we like scored like seven or eight goals on his kid. And his kid was like screaming at the ref and shit. And the guy's like, I'll kick all your asses. And we're laughing on the ice. Like, all right, fine. And we'll, we'll the 15 of us will see you in the parking lot here. Let us get our skates off. We'll come and kick the shit out of you. And, and like there's cops on my team and stuff. And this dad's yelling and freaking out and smacking the glass and just unbelievable heat but 
you know, for the adult to give the nine-year-old kid a the middle finger, it was, you know, the backward story of Niagara Falls. That, like, nine-year-old kid gave me the finger when I said, hey, man, <laughs> get in the back of the line, bro. Yeah. You know, like, it's funny. You know, sidestep, obviously, this isn't a lot of MX talk right now, but, like, when do you realize that you're an idiot? Like, when do you, does it a friend have to step in? Do you have to get yelled at by 30 or 40 people spectating? Like, when do you realize, dude, look in the mirror, you are an absolute idiot and you're ruining it for your child. Like, when can you, when is the realization of this, Ken? Yeah, that's the biggest part too, is ruining it for the kid. Well, and in this particular instance, I could see like if, if uh, the kid he gave the finger to is still not acceptable. If he's running around and like hacking kids with his stick and two-handing people and stuff like that, but to get mad at him because he scored a goal or, or two goals and your team is still winning because somebody well, we, else scored. We see it in racing too, but and you're just, yeah, like chill down. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I'm a lot I, of jealousy, right? Jealousy comes into it. Too. Yeah. yeah. A little bit too. Yeah. yeah. You think the kids getting more than the other kid. That's you, definitely more in team sports, could, obviously. Right. You could take this in a little bit of a sense. And I mean, Look at the hate right now for Jet Lawrence in the U.S. I mean, yeah, yeah, there's still, yeah. People, there's still people out there that love him, but man, he's really like everybody loves the underdog, and and you know they're constantly, you know, the broadcast, the media, everything is jamming Jet down your throat for the last several many years. People are over it, right? It's so different when Carmichael came in and beat McGrath. Everybody yeah. hates Car- Carmichael, and when when uh, uh, Stewart beat. Carmichael and like it this through those things, right? People always want to hate on the guy that's at the top or maybe getting the most love or, or performing the best, right? So yeah, that's why we never won the pro side of things, dude. We want to be friends with everybody. Yeah. Yeah, we never won. <laughs> I want to go party with you afterwards. It's okay, go for the pass. That's cool. Yeah. I like your I like your girlfriend. <laughs> oh shit. Well, good times in Sask. No punches thrown though, Kenny. Okay. I thought there was some punches thrown here. No, they they just grabbed him and kind of made him leave. Yeah, it was, he was so who's the rank, so. before we get off this just quick who would be the one that tells this guy that he can't come anymore like is there someone standing at the door uh well it's like he's from a town 10 minutes away like everybody knows each other because we've all been yeah playing yeah hockey obviously yeah, yeah. like i used to play hockey on this guy's team i haven't talked to him in decades but so if you see him in the he'll rink, you go, be, you're not allowed to probably be hitting you up now hey can you get me in the back door <laughs> man <Can you laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> no anybody's job there whoever sees him Interesting facts by Ken. This is going to be a new segment, ladies and gentlemen, and we'll bring that to you by KTM, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Huge supporters of ours. We'll be in touch with Allison Thompson to close out this 2024 deal, but they are back on board, and that's when it's going to be. Interesting facts from Sass Ken, from Ken Ken. There's going to be something interesting each week, uh, well, each couple of weeks here as we get into the yeah. season when we start doing them back-to-back. But uh, we, me and New feel that there's always going to be something that Ken can share with us and our, our listeners that will be like head scratching or um, just kind of like, ah, ah okay. <laughs> From the middle of nowhere, Canada, because yeah. there's gotta be something going on there. It, is a weird place, <laughs> well, yeah. it goes up to something that's different than something, let's say that you or I would ever do like yeah. fishing out a frozen water pump out of a well <laughs> in the middle of winter. Like I, yes. something that yes. I'll never do in my life. Yeah, uh, I didn't even well, get it finished. It, I gotta go probably, back out and finish it now. You probably came close to it there uh, the last couple of weeks with the or last few days with the snow move. No problem. No house issues or anything with your house like that. With a no, but it's no? weird. Like I remember growing up in in Nova Scotia where it was cold and a long winter, 
And we never used to have any issues. And then as soon as it gets cold, I don't know if they build the houses different or not insulating them properly, but people's water lines were breaking and yeah, oh, really sea ferries were breaking sewage lines. And oh my God, it was, it was nuts. People were out of it. Nice. Freaking. Uh, I mean, we had no heat in the office one day, like our, the thermostat froze up, up top on the, on the roof like that. I mean, it was cold, but it wasn't that cold. I don't know. Maybe it happens, but oh, you know what the worst like that is? It's when you go go sit on the the toilet in the cold cold seat. Oh, it's bad oh, on your bum. They do make space heaters. I don't know if you're aware of those, but yeah. Well, I I remember the old machine shop used to have the window open in the one toilet all the time. It was just freezing on your butt all the time in the winter. Okay, let's get into some motocross chatter here. Um, so the schedule is finally out. The 2024. Uh, uh, triple crown schedule finally out it is now official we we talked about it many a time we we uh, basically said what it was way back there was some uh hiccups between the bc group um and not going to bc so they will not be in bc for 2024 uh, which is a shame but it's also a little understandable of a way that sort of uh, the the situation played out we don't need to go super deep into it basically uh, or but basically it came down to a um, a non-communicative effort between the triple crown guys and the bc crew and a little bit of a rumor that kind of got started with the cam loops track not going back and this and that and then basically news we talked about it it, it came down the right phone calls weren't made to just say hey are we doing this what's going on let's make things work or let's just get this out of the way right now the the, the phone conversation wasn't had until christmas yeah just before Christmas. Like yeah, just before Christmas. I and mean, because of that, yeah. BC is left without a national. So uh, again, we don't got to get right into the, well, there's a lot of text groups and, and some dramatics and some of the teen guys, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Um, but you're a BC native, obviously you're biased to certain things, but this is not a good thing for BC in 2024. It's not going to, you know, the sport's not going to fall apart and crumble, but this is not a good thing. No, it's not for sure. And I mean, I've, I, I mean, I've, I've known that in my heart from day one. I mean, one of the biggest reasons why I'm, I was such an advocate of MRC back when this whole thing trans, transpired from CMRC to MRC was, you know, we need to be sanctioned bodies so we have a national. I think it's important for our youth to have a national. You know, we we've grown as a province to have a solid series with, you know, four hundred to five hundred entries depending on on where you're at which is which is quite solid nowadays for the amateur side of things and i think it's important to have it but with saying that once again there is literally goldie besides taking nanaimo out of it which will never go back to nanaimo because the teams will teams and nobody can afford to go over there with the ferry costs there's one track in bc that can host national yeah like and that's Kamloops. and you know there was there was some drama and, and and hard feelings at the at the end of of the the national last year with just certain things not kept up to to par for for both sides and, and this and that and and to be honest with you i mean it, it seemed like a, a semi-mutual agreement that you know that we weren't coming back to, to yeah so regardless of the rumor of the track moving and stuff like that um but there's nowhere else to go and once again i go back to the club mentality yeah, Kelowna is a good track. Are they going to sink twenty to thirty to fifty thousand dollars into their infrastructure? And that's probably on the low side to be able to host a national. No, they don't have that kind of money, um, and there's nobody else there willing to do it. Pop comes a facility, but that ain't happening again. That ended 
poorly on both on both ends. I'm not pointing the finger at anybody, but that did end poorly on both yep. behalves. Um, there's no freaking tracks here that can do it, that can facilitate um, what that national brings, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, it sounds like it sounds like you know the Triple Crown guys want to come back in 25, but who knows what the what the state of the track will be, right? Like, I yeah, no, like it. It's it's on it's on native land. It, it, the the thing could be gone tomorrow, or it could be here for another twenty years. Well, let me let me show you this way. Okay, looking at it that way again, and we're we're advocates of it wanting to be there and all that stuff and and, and needing it, but with not having this, and they're still well, you're not going to Kamloops four times for Future West, yeah. and we're not going there for the WCAN or the National. Could this lead to less effort to keep the track? Uh, above bar above par like not saying that nobody wants to work but like oh hey we're not here for a month or whatever let's let it go and it takes more time and oh it gets forgotten or like i know how these things work when you look on the outside looking in if it's not something that's prominent it, it makes it hard to get out of bed in the morning yeah for sure no absolutely so i hope that doesn't happen man cam loops like you said yeah the, other than it being so damn far from the town yeah. it's literally exactly what you need for national tough track great parking yeah. na national weather the scenery the whole thing like it's beautiful that way um so hopefully yeah again we got a long time now we got a year and a half yeah with so much that could happen right so a lot could happen um, in the meantime but yeah like i said i mean overall it's a bummer and it's really crap and i'm not going to dive into it but golly you know i mean it's really crappy how it got played out like at the end of the day um with with just how it all happened and and this and that it was a lot of pointing the fingers right so anyways regardless the schedule is what it is and i mean there was the option of it going nine rounds i mean that was an option presented by the triple crown guys um not just eight but it would be four west um but i think it was a little bit too late right i mean the teams had already budgeted for the eight rounds and um you know, we talked about some numbers and stuff, which seemed crazy, but it is what it is. So, well, you know what, on that end of things, um, and I'll throw it to Ken here after this, I call bullshit because right now our freaking country is taxed beyond thing. Interest rates are high costs. Everything is up. And guess what we're doing? Figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah. We're figuring it out as a humanity and a society. We're figuring it out. Yeah. There's some people out that are having tough times that I don't know about and all that kind of stuff, but yeah. you, people are figuring it out. Um, I, I throw to you, Ken, if you're now a BC um, racer, right? Your kids in let's call it the 65 class, 85 class. Does this affect you? Do you care? Does it even like, how does it matter if, if you were living in BC, does it even matter? Uh, I don't think as, as a racer having my kids race, I don't think it would matter because the track's still there and they still do events there and stuff. But yeah. just as, um, I guess in the sense that the best way to keep kids interested in motocross is to have professional events and show them the best riders every year and, and show them how that is done at a professional level. So they know what they have to look up to and, and work up towards. So I, I guess in that sense, it's, it would suck for having kids but even just as a fan that was uh other than regina the first national canadian national i ever went to was uh Kamloops, whatever two years ago i guess i i just couldn't believe how nice that track was how crazy and um i guess gnarly the 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 track got for the riders uh Kamloops uh, was just just blew my mind with just the the setting the track itself 
and you guys talk a lot about the uh, how far away it is out of town, but like you compare it to Pilot Mound, and it's that's a that's a cakewalk, right? So, well, that's just the way that like a spectator, like the, the if you're trying to get that yeah, outside yeah, person to come to the race, right? Yeah. That's the the negative side of it. Because well, I'll drive there. I drive anywhere. Mm-hmm, I yeah, drove across BC true. in a yeah. fucking snowstorm, rolled my truck and trailer. Yeah, it's yeah. for the love of the sport and the business and everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so we'll do that. It's those people that were trying to get into the sport that they're like, oh man, it's 45 minutes outside of town, rough mm-hmm. road, blah, 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 blah. So on the but, on the amateur side, Goldie, to touch on a little bit, I mean, as much as this kills me to say, but man, you and I have talked about it before and talked about it on this podcast. Like, you know, we, the, two years ago you know we had 670 almost 700 entries at the wcan and as i'm standing out there in the middle of the track on sunday watching our best riders and you know a, a canadian national oh, yeah. one and seeing seeing these guys drive out of the parking lot like a freaking parade you know before yeah. the first moto or yeah. at the start of the first moto yeah your diehards are gonna stay the people that are looking to go but your average amateur racer they don't care yeah they don't care they don't that does suck to say it hurts that hurts even more to you know when it becomes that reality in our eyes like guys like myself and and noof and that are just you know like i don't know anything else like every goddamn day i wake up i'm focused on this sport and amo and then you hear that stuff or oh we're gonna go there oh we don't care about that like you're like it's it makes you it makes you middle finger to a nine-year-old angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, uh, but what it, where it does suck, and Kyle Springman actually probably had the best reply of that whole thing. I mean, if you look at BC as a whole, if you look at the caliber ride or the oh, yeah. that we have, you know, he listed off. I don't remember how many it was, but is there 10 guys in BC that have national numbers, right? So Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah you know that that part really sucks for these guys they don't get to race in front of their friends or their family for the most part right so yeah no no they can if they drive 12 hours to calgary exactly yeah, yeah. but you know what the schedule is out it's going to be yeah. a great season of racing this is definitely a bit of a negative but this sport surges on and we'll see how it works out and and um you know we're hopefully back there in 2025 and uh you know a nine round series uh is already what what says in the release right they're literally announcing a nine round series in the release so uh, we'll hold our breath to see how that goes and uh, another perfect transition this is just rolling on this one boys this little list i made here it's kind of going well um we've kind of talked about this before we've even brought it up to brett lee about you know west coasters going to the trans can does it that's the the distance and that is it makes sense and you know and it's been a pretty good following the last few years right like not as much as you would like to see considering what the event is and the objective and the idea uh, being you know like the loretta is that everybody comes together and has this big battle on on common ground it's not as common or, or sorry not non-common ground it's more common now because i go there for a race there's other groups that go there for a race they have open practices you know the business structures had to change over the years so I, you probably got this newsletter i'm guessing new did you see that i did yeah okay so pretty cool newsletter they're announcing registration opens tomorrow um i the 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 thing that I read though, and I don't know if you read it and felt the same way. The international gate positions, two gate positions will be allocated for international racers, non-Canadian residents only. Racers may compete in any regional A and Q series across the country and register for the TransCanada. Two gate positions will be allocated in the same manner as other A and Q regional gate positions and ranked accordingly. Unused gate positions will be added back into the general selection pool that is opened up after the July first deadline. So. 
when I read that, this are we just letting two Americans in any class, no matter what it is, if it's full, are allowed to come in, even if there's A and Qs and everything full in classes? And there's only a certain class we're talking about. Am I reading that right, Noob? Is that how you got it? Yeah, basically the same thing. Um, yeah, I, yeah, this, yeah, I feel the exact same way. That's how I read it. I mean, right? Okay. I, I didn't do any research on it, but. Well, no, there's no research there. That's the only paragraph that's it. I didn't, it literally just launched yesterday. Yeah. So um, I, for one, I feel like a conversation like that, maybe it should have been reached out to all the regions that run A&Qs. Yeah. Right, just a conversation. Me definitely being one of them, I run the biggest A&Q series and um, I'm in Ontario. Like, what are your thoughts? Hey, what are your thoughts on this? Just throwing it out there. They can do what they want. It is their business, 100%, right? So, but just reaching out, hey, this is what we're thinking. What do you guys think? And then I'm like, why all of a sudden are we forcing kids to go to the ANQs if we're just going to give a couple positions away? Yeah. Now, I get it. The business structure's changed, and we want more people on the gates and all that stuff. But now, those two racers, most likely not going to be a member of any club in Canada. Yeah. Right? They're not going to be an MRC or an AMO or a TVR well, or anything. How did it right? work back in the day when we used to get all these Americans coming? I guess the classes were The classes weren't full. Yeah. The classes weren't full. Now, again, we're talking about super mini juniors. Um, I think one of the 65s is pretty full this year, right? Or right full? 65 had a wait list. 85, 12, uh, 12 16. If you opened it, but remember that American kid got in? Which one's that? That kid that won or that real fast kid got in, though. And maybe he'll... maybe That was intermediate. No, uh, I'm talking 50 class. 50s wasn't full. Or the GP was. The, the GP, GP was. was. He won the seven to eight. Oh, he won seven to eight. You he know won seven eight. The, the American kid that. Yeah, uh, Bennett. Bennett or uh, Beckington. 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 Yes, yes, yes. And I don't mind this. I, I obviously I think the race is always better with a couple of Americans. It's always been fun, right? Whether it was a Joey Crown or uh, even Jason Lawrence came back. I don't know if you remember that news, but he was there in yeah. what was it ninety nine or something or two thousand. Um, it's always been cool that way. And it, you know, our Canadians rise up and they battle these kids, whether we know who they are or not. It's just kind of neat. But ah, man, we're just already announcing them. We're just giving it to them. I just feel like that's kind of a knock on the system a little bit. And I'll throw it to you, Ken. You're the outsider with this. As I'm explaining it to you, if you're a little Johnny from Alberta and you follow the ANQ series and you get some points and you can you want to go to the Transcan, but now the 41st and 42nd gate, it's available for you. And you went to your local series, but they're giving it away to some Americans that don't necessarily come to the races. Yeah. That's bullshit. Isn't it? <laughs> like, uh, I mean, if I, we're reading well, it correctly, right. Obviously we if, can rebut yeah, this on knows, the next but, show, but yeah, this came out just yesterday there. So I'm just curious how well, that's going to work, <clears> I guess, but um, well, hold on here. I, would I, I was it, looking yeah. for this. Sorry. I wasn't fully listening. I was trying to find this transcam report from 2020. Three. He can't. You can't uh, reach your mouse right now. His ribs are too sore. <laughs> no, I'm really trying to but, talk to his computer. So, Please help me. So, so think about this here now. So, regional entry representation, amateur. So, Atlantic region is two percent. Quebec is six percent, which is pathetic in my opinion. Yeah, percent. Ontario, seventy-one percent. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. Manitoba, four percent. Saskatchewan, one percent. Yuck. Alberta, 6%. BC, 7%. So BC, the second largest, uh, which is crazy because we're the furthest away. And then USA slash other 3%. So 
Mm. How are we getting, so if we're running A and Qs, now this is just a real question, if we're running A and Qs, Ontario, for example, how is Ontario making up for 71% of the entry when they're supposed to be A and Qs? Like how are the- how well, Because, are the because all the people don't come from all the other slots, right? Yeah, so that's they, why that's they don't why. fill their A and Q slot. Only one or two from BCs or whatever it is in certain classes. But like the ones that are overpowered in Ontario, your fifties, your sixties, your eighties, your juniors. Yeah, like the majority of the gate is filled by Ontario racers. Now, maybe that's what the idea behind this is: is to kind of not eliminate, but maybe make a different percentage outside of Ontario. Yeah. Um, but I just I feel like reading that you're. Like that's gonna piss off some people that are gonna go to the NQs, and I don't know, maybe an AMO. I'm like, okay, well, maybe that's gonna bring less racers to my races now. I don't know. Am I thinking? Am I? Is that weird by saying that? When I'm, well, I don't gotta go to that race this weekend. The NQ doesn't matter. They're giving away to an American. There'll be some attitudes out there like that. Yeah. Right. So I guess we'll see how this works out. You know, with um, saying those numbers, Ken, were you shocked when I broke those down for you? Like with the percentage? Yeah, that I I would have never guessed. 70% Ontario. I knew I know Ontario is the powerhouse for sure of, for of sure. Canada. Yeah, but, well it's the biggest, it's but, the by far the biggest motocross supported region yeah. in Canada. So I wonder so. how that maps on to the actual populate. Like what is BC? Eh. No, it would be yeah, it would be a lot higher, but then I guess you gotta factor in how hard it is to get there. So it's the it's the distance that yeah. is, is yeah. scary for everybody. And then of course, you know, you just you look at the stats of of but, racers and how you make it and does going to the trans can pay off and things like that, right? Although yeah. every BC racer that Kyle Springman mentioned at some point cut their teeth yeah. at the trans can, except I the only one I was thinking, did Parker Eels go as an amateur? No. I feel like he might be one of the only ones that I don't remember okay. uh, him going as like an amateur, right? But the the majority of the best kids went there in some shape or form, right? Yeah. Um I might be getting I might be getting off topic here, but Atlantic region. So so from from Halifax, Nova Scotia to Walton, Ontario is what, 18 hours, Golly? We've done that. Uh, yeah, 15, 18. Two percent, man. Like and it's not like Atlantic region's only getting a hundred entries at a race. Like no, yeah. right? When the one we were at, there was what four hundred or something. I don't know. Reading that, I just I read that right away, and I'm like, man, I don't know if I like that or I don't like that. But again, I support Transcan to the finest. I work there. I love the event. I hope this makes sense. I feel like this is going to create some emails um, back and forth. Like I already have people that ask me, why do we do the ANQs? What are they for? Yeah. And I explained to them, I say, hey, this is the reason, you know, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. they understand it and stuff. So um, we'll, uh, we'll see how this one fits in. So international riders. So I do believe in, in my business sense, registration opens tomorrow. Yes. I bet you that's where the U.S. Oh, okay, I got to go sign up for this event now. Yeah. Yeah, why not? It's on my it's it's on my date now. Cool. I can go Michigan, New York. Um, I can go up there. I'll sign up for these classes now, and I'll get. I'm in if I'm within the first five entries. I'm in 100. percent Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see how that works out on on their end, and I don't know. We'll I'll touch base with Mel and Brett for our next show to see what they thought and over the two weeks of how it's working. Um, little birdies told me no indoor series for 2024. Yeah. No yeah, Triple Crown good. Indoor Series for 2024. I mean, are you surprised? Not <laughs> at all. I think it's a great idea. I hope it yeah, comes I think true. it's good. Yeah. No, I hope it comes true. And then uh, same birdies also shared that um, Triple Crown guys are super focused 
And uh, Justin Thompson, our leader, the, the boss cat, is really focused on making 2024, 25, and really focusing on the MX side of things. So um, hopefully uh, th that's not just a rumor. He's all pumped. I mean, they do what they do now, but they're going to be doing a little bit less of some of the other stuff, I guess, Okay. Um, and really focusing. So um, we might see some superior uh, growth and communication and, and some, some positives um, on a series. You know, last year, like Newf, we, we said it, last year was a great series. Yeah, it was, and I right top to bottom. Mm -hmm. I mean, you hate to see races go away. So when I when I say teams that, too, well teams, but when I say I don't think that there's one person that's going to be upset that the indoor stuff has gone away. Of course, as a fan, when they first came with this whole idea of outdoors and indoors, I mean, you love it, but it hasn't worked in my opinion. Outside, I don't know the numbers financially, but you got to think that this is going to take some strain off them um, to focus on these outdoor stuff without the burden of doing these super expensive indoor races. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, uh, I think that, I think that's great. And I mean, you know, in my opinion, could we, if they do away with this outdoor stuff or indoor stuff for 24 and, you know, the series goes well this year, maybe you know not just nine rounds it could be and if they don't plan on continuing with the indoor stuff maybe it's a, a solid 10 round series for the for the outdoors yeah regina regina hey you know what ken if regina got spectators we'd be still going there really yeah uh, dude yeah. that track was awesome right Nuf? good good facility too yeah good facility good track it was what 20 minutes from hotels and restaurants oh, yeah and it's all not it's not far anyway. out of the city yeah, I no, the airport, it's a one-way shot. Like, it would be a home run all day long. But literally, the one year, and I think it was, I want to say 16, I think. Was it 16 the last time we were there? I don't remember. Um, one no, of the last so years, they did a, is it called a census report? When they, like, count cars and shit? Oh, yeah. Yeah. In the pits and stuff like that? Oh, it added up to, like, 80 people on site really? <laughs> and tickets bought. And... At the time, I might have been at that one. Back. Actually, I might have been at that one. There was one where, like, I parked. Well, let the, again, it goes back to what I was saying. Right about Kamloops, the start gate? <laughs> how, yeah, how blown away I was when I went to Camloops and saw, oh, this is this is what it's supposed to be like because I yeah. only seen her oh, even then, and then Calgary, right? Yeah. There's like no room. In yeah, Calgary, oh, which yeah, is amazing, it was right? packed right full. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was the census board, and I remember I in, in that time I was battling with Stolly, right? Because I was doing AMO. And he was going the other direction. And I was getting these numbers, and this report <laughs> came across like Yamaha's desk saying there was like, the, uh, I don't know, freaking four thousand people there that day. <laughs> and then they're like, uh, yeah, no, uh, we're not going to be able to believe that. So because yeah, I knew if it if it got even even if it got a thousand spectators, I think we'd still be going there. Mm. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's. Don't you it's think they could way. do it with a little bit of uh, with a little bit of marketing and stuff like that though? Like, I, I have like friends who would have went if they knew about it, but they didn't. They they it didn't seem like there was any push behind it. There was no radio ads. There's no nothing going into it. Yeah, maybe it's time to take a, a restab back at it. I mean, yeah. the one thing that Triple Crown does do unbelievably is social networking. Yeah. Um. So maybe next year is a, a time to take a stab back at it. Get. Get Daryl Murphy in there with the finger point, pointing at the people that run the show, and let's go to. <laughs> was that Moto Valley or was it Moto Valley? Yeah, yeah Moto Valley. And then what yeah. was the Manitoba one? It was Moto. The name of the. I thought the name of the uh, the one where you guys stay oh, in oh, Manitoba. Oh, oh. Or not Grunthal. Um, no, Morden. Morden. 
Yeah, it wasn't, but it wasn't Valley. It? Shadow Valley. Shadow Valley, that's okay. what it was. There yeah. we go, Shadow Valley. Yeah. Um, well, Regina makes sense because it's it's on the way. Like, it's not... Like yeah, it, it's right on the it, highway. Yeah. What's it like, okay, if you're running the street, what's it like June 1st in SAS, like weather-wise? It could June, be June. it could be plus thirty. It could be plus five. <laughs> it, it, there's a okay. It's so early, it's, like, it's the same as like May, Calgary. May you're, early like you're June. Taking, yeah, you're taking that chance. Calgary having it in the early Junes like that. It's uh, it's always questionable. You just mm-hmm. never know. Um, but uh, I don't know. Hey, whatever. Like if we could make it work again, so it was it was an awesome track as far as the national goes. And you got access into the middle. You could see the majority of it from one position. All that kind of stuff. That yeah. valley and racing yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, okay, new segment. Okay, boys, I came up with this this morning, drinking my coffee, five o'clock, watching Sports Center. Okay, I'm like, I think this could be kind of fun in the thing. We're going to call it the Race Tech Hot or Not. And basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask each one of you questions, and you're going to give me if they're hot in the moment, or if it's not in the moment, or if it's them. Maybe it's lukewarm if you want to throw it in there just for shits and giggles. And then I'll give well, my two cents. A reason why, or can you just like, hey, you can if you want. Yeah, or you can give, yeah, a little bit of a reason why. Okay. Yeah, you don't have to just be like not, and then just end it. You can talk a little bit. You're allowed. It's a podcast. Um, but big <laughs> thanks again. What's race tech? Racetech.com. Get those gold vows. Get your oil chains. All that good stuff. And um, race tech is the key to uh, to not going over the bars um, down in Monroe. Yeah. Without sure. race tech, you'll go over the bars. It's proof. <laughs> proof in the Noof pudding. Yeah. Noof. Julian Bennett, Cole Thompson, Guillaume Saint Cyr. Hot or not? Uh, you can pick one hot, not, not kidding. Oh, uh, not on all of them because uh, Julian's hurt. Thompson's not doing as well as I thought he would. And St. Cyr has come close, but no cigar to the main. So not. I'd have to agree with that. And I think this is going to be a pretty easy one. The new training program for Loretta is hot or not. <laughs> that's not. Yeah, that's a capital <laughs> N. I'd have to yeah. agree on that one. It's, it's pretty... <laughs> Pretty frozen right now. <laughs> Pretty frozen, like the feeling he's getting in his ribs. I can't feel anything. It's frozen. Time is ticking away, boys. Um, I'll skip this one here, the next one, because it was kind of all we, we've been talking about it. Um, Noof, the rumor of Dylan Wright not riding till February because of his MXON crash. Uh, false. Or, yeah, that's false. It's not. false. Yeah. So it's a, it's not a, that's not a rumor? There's no truth to that rumor? There, well, that's a hot. That's a hot rumor. Or it's not a rumor. That's a hot rumor. That's a hot rumor. But he's healthy. He's just waiting. It, there's been a bit of a holdup with bikes from Honda. That's why he's not down there already. Mm. Maybe he's leaving the 26th. What's today? The 23rd. Yeah, yep. Friday. Yeah. Friday, he plans on leaving, but realistically, it'd probably be like February 1st. Okay. Uh, Ken, um, the announcement of the no indoor series, hot or not? That's hot. I think that's. Oh, sorry. I should say announcement. It's a rumor. rumor. It's a rumor that it's that you never know if they'll they'll still do it. But yeah, hot or not, sorry. Hot. Yeah, we talked about it. I think we all kind of agree it's time to move on past that. Uh, Noof, Ryder McNabb was supposed to have his debut this weekend. We've heard different now. Waiting till Daytona. Hot or not? That's not hot. Um. Do you got any more of that? I texted with Brad a little bit. He was going to, I had to call him today, but we were already going to a podcast. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that you and I had talked about this, but I, Brad. The last time I chatted him, it's nothing but A2. We're getting ready. And that was, I thought, a couple weeks ago. But it's weird to me because last time I chatted with him, it was right around Christmas time. And he was telling me Daytona. 
But then there was also a rumor of him jumping right in right away and just skipping futures and going right to um, West Coast. And then it kind of made sense when that Lux Turner guy got hurt. I'm like, oh, I, I have a sneaky suspicion. Maybe he, he's on there because they did get a fill-in rider. I forget who it is now, but. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who it was either. Why? I, there's going to be more to it. Why you wouldn't start at A2. There's, well, one of a few things. Either one, you're hurt. Two, you're not ready. Well, I guess, yeah, there's only two things. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you're either hurt or you're not ready. One of the two, right? So, um, but from what I had, when last time I had talked to Brad, it, it sounded like everything was going good. But I guess, yeah, I haven't talked to him in a while. So, um, Ken, the strangeness of riders at the moment, not really riding anywhere. Nobody down south, nobody anywhere. Is that hot or not? Uh, I would say not. I think now's the time to be. Uh, getting into the swing of things and, and getting ready for the season. Do we think that maybe this is not, uh, I don't, I like this teams aren't spending money right now Yeah, on that. Yeah. I, I like that in the sense of, Hey guys, we're in Canada. Let's chill down. It's only eight races. You don't need eight months of preparation. Let's get you down there. February, March, come home, ride some local races. Boom. Be ready for June. I like that, Noof. Well, yeah, I agree. And, I mean, you got to think about it. Like, um, when I – if you – well, we're January 23rd right now. So just say Feb February, March, April, May, June. Five months. It's still five months away. It's a long time. Yeah, I guess. Like, yeah. like I don't know – like, most of these guys are probably working right now. <laughs> just saving up <laughs> money to go south. But good. But even for somebody like Dylan, like, yeah, he's getting ready for eight races. Uh, he doesn't need to be down there right now grinding it out. I'm sure he's getting anxious to do that. But man, you can, when you have a base, you can be 100% ready in a couple months um, if you got a base going, right? So, but you're right. There's hardly the only people I've seen down south training is Mitch Cook. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Thomas Rendell is with oh, Mackay. Thomas Rendell, sorry. Yeah, yes, saw I, that. He's with Mackay. But other than that, I, I haven't seen anybody else. The T-Dags has been riding trails and stuff still back in Nova Scotia, which is pretty standard for him. But yeah, um, yeah, nothing from nothing from the KT. Well, I guess Josiah natsky has been racing because it's yeah, he, he's been busy. You from Zeph went to Germany. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Did you? I couldn't find any results. And I'm not listening to the other it, podcast. It, it, he didn't do he didn't do that great. Yeah. Okay. And which, then Gibbs has been I, kind of struggling. It seems. Sorry. Gibbs. Yeah, he's been he's been hot and cold. Yeah. He, he it seems like he usually qualifies around seventh, and then he'll have like a a ten and a twelve, and then a, a five and a nine or something like that. But I really, really thought I actually had a couple of beers on Saturday there and I was like, I messaged him on Instagram. I'm like, you're better than this. That's all I said. You're better than this because he posted his results and he wrote back and he just said, thanks Ryan. So I don't know if he was mad or he took it as motivation, but, uh, <laughs> but he, I, in my opinion, and I would think that you guys would agree with me. Like he should be like five sixes all the time. Right. So, yeah. Um, in that series, but yeah. Um, okay, that was it for the race tech. First time, hot or not, we will come up with some fun ones like each it. and every week. We do these. Um, yeah. Did you have one, Noof? No, but now that I know what the segment is, I'll come up with some for the next pod. Yeah, yeah I like it. Fun, I like right? it, Goldie. That was good. Uh, I was actually going to throw one at Ken because I believe he's a. Do you like watching football, Ken? 
Uh, no, I don't watch NFL. No, I th- okay. I was I thought you were just a playoff guy like me. No, and I was going to ask you if the hot or not with the Taylor Swift and 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 the oh, that's Kelsey not. brother. Yeah, Taylor Swift is not in, yeah. in the freaking. But the 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 one that she's dating, the brother, he's just a big, huge, burly like center, like a football center, like a big, huge football. He's there. He's in the the box at the KFC game or KFC um, uh, game this weekend. And freaking, he's got no shirt on. He's just chugging beers, really? <laughs> jumping up and down with with Bills yeah, fans. Cool. And then there's like gazillion dollar Taylor Swift just in the background. And <laughs> oh, it's kind of funny and stuff. It was all over like okay. sports news and shit like that. Galdi, I got one for you. Hot okay. or not, Toronto Maple Leafs? Oh, <laughs> not. But that's nothing new. There, yeah. I don't know, man. These guys, I tell you, it's hard to be a fan. Yeah. Like, thank God Matthews is on the team, but, like, honestly, Man, I, don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's a Vancouver Canucks fan. Yeah, they're, yeah, they, they're, they're hot. They're the best in the yeah. league, right? Yeah. Yeah. Best team in the league right now? Yeah, but that doesn't matter. They're fucking garbage in the playoffs, too. Yeah. They got all, like, kids playing for them. There's no tough guys, man. Probably hot or not, your outdoor rink that you made that you said that was a complete failure, but then I saw your kids playing it on the weekend. Full hot. Really? So cool. I buy this thing at Canadian Tire. We're over there. The kids want sticks. I go over there. We're getting sticks. And there's this box. It says, one-time use only. Ice rink. And I'm looking at it. And I'm like, what the hell is this thing? And it's like a waterbed, basically. Mm-hmm. It's just a big bag that you fill up. 10 by 30. You try to find a flat spot. So I do it. I fill it up last, well, two Sundays ago. or It got cold here. Cold, a big cold snap here last weekend or the weekend before. And so I fill it up Sunday morning. I get a look at it. Three to two days go by. I'm looking at it. It's freezing. Okay. Three days. Okay. Fourth, been like minus 20, cold enough. I get the kids. They start walking on it. They're all over the place. I'm like, okay. I think it's pretty good. They're jumping up and down on it. I cut the, like basically just cut the plastic off the top of it to open up the rink. Right? Yeah. And... Like a waterbed, I cut it, and all of a sudden, water just starts pissing out everywhere. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, my God, what the hell is so I'm packing snow, and I'm trying to figure out how to stop the water. And Anyway, I freaking let it sit for another 24 hours, and they go on, and they start skating. They've skated every freaking night for the last week and a bit now. Cool. Yeah, like awesome. it's been mint. Ten by thirty worked out totally. It'll be gone here now. We're supposed to be. We're at plus four right now outside, and, and so it'll start raining here. Though, right? You got to throw it out. Well, it's garbage. Yeah, you got to read. You got. I got to go buy another bag. How much was it? Oh. Seventy bucks. Well, that's not bad. It was on, yeah. it was on sale, so yeah, I'd, I'll go buy another one if I know another cold snap is coming. But yeah, it's worked out perfect. All of a sudden, my oldest kid, Jake, he's right into hockey. Yeah. Boys, I am in struggle bus at home right here. January, what did it say, Noof? You never see the sun. It's cloudy or whatever it is. Well, I got one kid that likes hockey, one kid that likes soccer, and one kid that likes nothing. <laughs> Except yelling at the other two kids because they doesn't want to play soccer or hockey. Oh my god, my house right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's craziness. But uh yeah, that the I I'm actually pretty pumped. It ended up working out way better. I was like I had a full bum dad moment. I'm like, okay, this could be cool. Like I'm not going out like some of these dads. There's there's dads that have like NHL rinks, yeah, lights and yeah. boards and shit. Like I can't do that. I, I can't put that much work into it. I love my kids, but I'll do that on the dirt bike track. Um, but so I got this and I'm like, oh, this is going to be mint. And then I poke a hole in it like a water bed. And I'm like, oh no, but <laughs> it came back. We made a comeback. So job of the year. 
Yeah, down of the year, loving it. Uh, big shout out, Racetech, Racetech.com. Thank you once again to Racetech and Checkers, KTM Canada, Husqvarna Canada, Gas Gas Canada, Allison Thompson, JSR, and all the crew over there that support what we do. Uh, Charlie Johnston, don't forget, get your Racetech suspension over to him. If you don't know how to get a hold of him, find him on social media or hit us up and we will guide you to the best in the business. Uh, when do you get yours back, New? For what, like, I guess, you know what? Let's not bring that up anymore, right, Ken? Let's just leave that up yeah. there. <laughs> I, I haven't sent it out yet, but I was supposed to do it last week, but I was like, I'm not going to send it out because I'm going to go ride Monroe and try, I'm trying to get ready for Rimby, but it's, I, dude, I don't know. When is that? That's coming up, right? Yeah, I'd say there's like less than a 50% chance right now. Uh, February 9th and 10th, so two weeks. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, oh, cool. you're just, you're going to go like when Carmichael came up to Toronto for the Supercross and just kind of got lifted up in a in a lift and they well, sing songs. Schools. I already took everybody's money for the schools, so I got to go there and no matter what, go. I have to go. I, I, Key I word go. is took. Well, providing a service. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm booked in the ninth and the tenth, and the sixteenth uh, and the seventeenth. So I'm I'm fully committed to going because. And the Edmonton Mall. And I'm doing West Edmonton Mall. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. You're a good dad, I Ken. Way to break up. Randy's fortieth birthday there. <laughs> oh, nice. That well, that's fun. Nice. Yeah. Minus forty for your fortieth. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ken, way to save the lives of young children on the hockey rink in Saskatchewan. <laughs> Noof, and, I wish and you father in law's well water. Yep. Oh yeah. How's yeah. that smelling? It's good. Yeah, it's nice. It's actually it's pretty good nice. water. You could drink it if you wanted to. They just use it for showers and toilets, but Okay. Yeah. So oh so they just can't shower and they shit right they now. Can't shit your shower, yeah. Yeah, that's all right. They're yeah. fine then. Just yeah. to get the bucket outside. They, what, <laughs> this isn't nothing new in Sask. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how they come you get the task of doing it? Uh, well, he's like 73 or 74 and I just kind of, he knows what he's doing. I just kind of help him pull the ladder in and out. He said, I'm okay. too big to, to get into the hole. So he's going, I was going to say, yeah. uh, on local news, six <laughs> foot five man gets stuck in a well. <laughs> he can yeah. reach the top, but he can't yeah. get out. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. All right, boys. Once again, thanks. Race tech, KTM Canada, Husqvarna Canada, gas, gas, Canada, and a big shout out to Bristol Coachworks. Uh, they're doing some different business stuff over there, making a change. Uh, not going to be a, a part of what we do, but we really appreciate uh, Bannon and the crew over there helping us in 2023. We wish them luck and we'll continue to throw people their way. Hopefully people go and support these people that support us so we can keep going because uh, uh, Noof's high fees are unbelievable. And we got to pay for his medical now, apparently, too. So yeah. Yeah, I need extended yeah. medical through this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. And uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Cheers. See you guys. She's just trying to impress us. 